0: It's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Thank you for listening to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White. Thank you for listening to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White. Um, I'm just a Hoosier fanboy sitting here in his basement sharing his thoughts into this microphone, and uh, I wanted to thank you for listening. If you want to feel free to reach out to the show at flyoverwire at gmail.com. Uh, just give me anything that you might want me to discuss, uh, contribute to the show in any way you'd like to. Um, now that that's out of the way, let's get into this matchup with North Carolina. Now North Carolina finds himself in a very tough place following their two game uh, law lo- their two losses in that Phil Knight Invitational. The Tar Heels are coming off back-to-back losses. First against Iowa State 70-65 and that last one being that heartbreaking loss to number 18 Alabama went four overtimes to end 103 to 101. The Tar Heels are entering Assembly Hall after crawling out of the Phil Knight Invitational having exhibited their utter lack of depth for the entire nation to see. Now, now, preseason rankings are always subject to speculation, of course. But them being at number one is starting to look downright criminal with how just how many players they were using in those last two games. Let's look at uh, North Carolina's minute distribution against that uh, four-overtime game against Alabama. So, if you're thinking about that, that's 60 minutes of total basketball to be distributed. We had Armando Baycott with 39. Nance with 25. Black, 54. RJ Davis, 50. Love, 58. Johnson, 48. Dunn, 16. And then the next was Trimble with seven. So they look to play six guys in this one. If they're coming into Assembly Hall with six guys, the Hoosiers are going to run the Tar Heels out of the gym. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Indiana defense is going to absolutely just make it a rudderless day for this North Carolina team I mean that is insane minute distribution you go to 4 overtime and the your 8 guy in your rotation is playing 70 minutes or no 7 minutes sorry sorry it would have took 6 overtimes for 70 minutes but I mean it's 7 minutes That's your number eight. What are they going to do? We're rolling 11, 12 deep in Bloomington this year. I know when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, we'll probably roll with eight or nine. But there's no way that they can keep pace with our guys. I was just thinking about this. Imagine that uh, front court. I mean, so it is Johnson coming off the bench, and that's it for the... North Carolina front court. How disheartening must it be, this Wednesday, when Baycott, who I think might be out with a foot injury or he's nursing something from their two-game tailspin, when he's huffing wind, when he is just gassed, and he he sees that Trace. Oh, tra- gosh! Thank God, Trace is getting subbed out. Oh, thank God. And then it's Malik or Jordan. He's in for a long day. It's I, I'm I'm excited to see it. I I I can talk about how how oh we should always be afraid. It's North Carolina. They can bring talent. They have talent. They have stars. They have guys who can absolutely win them games. But I I just don't see it in this one. I I don't see any way around the the depth. If this is going to be a game of stars, let's have a guy off. I mean, our number ones. We have the best one. I mean, Trace right now is playing even better than everybody who picked him as a preseason All-American thought he could. He's showing that he is capable of dominating any and all games that he's interested in doing so. Yeah, North Carolina's backcourt might be some of the most talented athletes in the country. But I would say Xavier Johnson right now is playing some of the most aggressive and just relentless backcourt defense in the country. It's going to be awesome to see when he's truly tested against this top-tier talent. But, even when he isn't, we can have Trey come on and provide just lockdown defense. The depth is going to be a problem for North Carolina. They are coming... I mean, they are t- they took on a very tough schedule with that Phil Knight Invitational. And, unfortunately for them, the one team you may not want to play after just being exhausted, a four overtime loss not only are you exhausted after a four overtime game but four overtime loss, that is so disheartening that is so much wasted time I mean the best teams do turn it around when they face adversity but with that minute distribution that just tells you they don't know who to go to They don't know who their 8 and 9 are. They don't know who to turn to on the bench. And that is going to be a problem when Indiana is offering fresh legs every single minute of this game. I fully expect Xavier to just keep up that tenacious defense and keep providing Indiana this shooting that he's found. This shooting, he's just like uncovered under this rock. It's amazing. He's becoming our go-to target now. A lot of Indiana fans can be divisive on Xavier sometimes because a lot of people think he might uh, he doesn't appreciate it enough. He doesn't appreciate this kid loves playing for the Hoosiers. He puts it out there every day. Look at him. Look at how hard he wants to win. And now he's doing all the little things on the court that it takes to win. I think he has has added a level of discipline to his game that it, it's invaluable to this team this year. He's a leader. He needed to start acting like it, and he started. He is. He is. He is being the leader Indiana needs. His ability to offer up the ball, uh, possession responsibilities to Jalen has just been a great example of all these guys offering it up. I mean, I have told you last time, last episode, that these guys, like, Tamar's huge game, last game. That's just indicative of the fact that these guys can get these stat lines elsewhere. People are just buying into what Mike Woodson is doing here in Bloomington. They're buying into uh, offering up the stat line for the greater good. The greater good being bringing a title back to Assembly Hall If Armando Baycott Is anything other than Super spectacular in this game I don't think the Indiana front court has any problem I think After watching that North Carolina team They have to be so tired from those Two games And as far as like Malik goes in this Game This is going to be huge for him I'm looking for Malik to make this his national coming out party. He's going to be getting some exhausted looks from the defense. His mastery of the fundamentals. I want to see it on full display against the Tar Heels. I want to see him carve up this interior. And just make it look easy doing it. The kids game is incredible. I fully expect him to... Be continue being just an injection in that second team. An injection that we didn't even know was going to be as valuable as it is. Nobody, everyone can say, yeah, Malik was going to contribute minutes. Meaningful minutes. Nobody knew that he was going to contribute m- minutes as meaningful as he is. This kid's a stud. This kid is a monster. The crowd is gonna be absolutely insane in Assembly Hall. It's gonna be unlike anything he's ever seen. I want him to I want him to live it up. I want him to enjoy it. I want to see a Hoosier just in in it in the bag, in his own feels on Wednesday. I want him to I want him to to have a moment where he just stops and he's like, Oh, shit. This is what Coach Mike's talking about. This is why all these old farts are so crazy about this shit. Because there's nothing better than when Assembly Hall is losing its a- its freaking mind. And of course I feel like I need to report them in tandem all the time. But that probably discredits both their games. Which... Individually are just absolutely astounding, and would be the central focus anywhere else. Uh, Jalen, his shooting's been—I mean, it's been eluding him. Let's say that. Um, I, 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 I have to be—I th- have to think he'll find it. He'll find it. I mean, he, his game is getting into the interior and dishing it out. As long as those assists keep coming and our offense keeps moving the ball as well as it does. If he doesn't need to sink the shots, that's just fine. But I have I have to think and I f- fully expect him to find the bucket. It would be awesome if it was in this one against the Tar Heels. Headband race. Heady band race. Expect him to... I mean, again, he's one of those guys along with Tamar. I'll just get him out of the way in it. Those Those guys have showed... When, when Against these lesser opponents, when we can afford to let some of these the top dogs uh, rest their legs a bit before the uh, more gauntlet portions of the season, they, they've shown that they could be getting these points, they could be getting these assists, these rebounds, these substantial minutes, these substantial stat-stuffing minutes elsewhere. Credit to Mike Woodson for making it cool to support a program again. Making it cool to support the program we all love and support again. I mean, just breaking this down, it is going to be the depth that decides it. I mean, I'm going to keep this one short. There's not much to say. I mean, North Carolina, you know the talent. They're always going to get the talent because it's North Carolina. Unfortunately for them, it's just while while the top quality of their talent is top quality, it just isn't top down like it is here in Bloomington. Right now, you have Caleb Love leading the Tar Heels in points a game at 20. Armando Baycott leading with rebounds at 11.3. And Love leading with assists at 3.4. It's going to be a case of hero ball for the Tar Heels. Unfortunately, I don't think hero ball flies in Assembly Hall against this year's Indiana Hoosiers. The North Carolina Tar Heels' legs have got to be tired after just that abysmal start that abysmal and very rapid start to their season indiana credit to their (laughs) schedule makers i think it was paced perfectly because i feel like we are playing very great ball it sure it was against lesser opponents but now we're well rested we know what we got and we're hosting the number 18 team in the country it's going to be a marquee game every all eyes will be on bloomington now it's time for the Hoosiers to show up play the ball We're all, we all know they're capable of. I say Hoosiers by 14. Thanks for listening. After this short word from our sponsors, I'll be right back with your uh, Purdue performance of the episode. The Often Daunted Podcast is brought to you by Brothers on Walnut. Now they don't sponsor this podcast with actual money. I just, uh, Really always appreciated them for offering the perfect place to uh, start your night. That dollar drink on Friday was just the chef's kiss when it came to starting the perfect night out in Bloomington. Again, if you don't want me to mention your name on the show, feel free to pay me to do that. That will also be accepted. Thank you. Alright, and now we're on to the uh, Purdue performance of the episode. And uh, for this week's Purdue performance, I just wanted to give a shout out. I mean, it pains me to say it. They looked great for the Big Ten this week. They're showing in that Phil Knight tournament. Downing Gonzaga, downing Duke. Good on them. I can't wait to beat the shit out of them, but good on them. I will say their ability to go from unranked or, like, ranked 24th to number 5, I think it is. That just goes to show that none of these rankings mean anything until we hit mid-December, I'd say. I'd say, <laughs> yeah. Until that Kansas game? Yeah, I think rankings mean something at that Kansas game. So, props to them for now, but uh does it really mean anything. So, that was your Purdue performance quick word on uh the game the bucket game the bucket game yeah it was such a shame to see dexter go down you hate a non-contact injury it's never pleasant you always know it has to be the worst it was good to hear that i guess it isn't an acl but it was interesting to see just how over the course that you saw that like the the clear path forward has been laid for indiana Like, a mobile dual-threat quarterback is absolutely necessary. Now, while we haven't been able to see if Dexter has the arm for it, I mean, we know what we need. That means hitting that transfer portal hard as all hell. And if Tom Allen doesn't do that this offseason, I don't know how he lasts another year in Indiana. I hate it. I hate the idea of him leaving Indiana because how annoying Purdue fans and the rest of the Big Ten will make the whole hashtag L.E.O. tenure love each other. Who th- who would have thought that just loving each other might not have worked out in football? Purdue escapes with the bucket. Again, Indiana season's over and Purdue's playing for very important stakes. It's heartbreaking. But, TGIBS Thank God it's basketball season, the Hoosiers are back, and we're heading into one of the biggest games of this season. Get excited. Assembly Hall is going to be rocking. I fully expect these, these freshmen to just be blown away with the environment that our fans can create for this. <laughs> if there's recruits in attendance, and I'm sure some of the biggest recruits are coming to this one, it's going to be such a great showing for the program. Time to go handle our business like we have all season seven seven and oh sounds good let's go get it have a great day who's your fans thanks for listening genuinely thank you i appreciate the heck out of it have a good one thanks for listening to the often taunted podcast with me burke white You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give me a read on flyoverwire.com. I post there almost daily. If you feel like you have something to contribute to the show or can add anything at all, uh, feel free to reach out at flyoverwire at gmail.com. Again, that is flyoverwire at gmail.com. Thank you all for taking the time to give this a listen. I'm just an Indiana Hoosier fanboy sharing his thoughts. So uh, uh, give me a rating, leave a review. Yeah, whatever. Let's go take it to the Tar Heels. Have a good one.